millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Meryl Hess, Elijah Price, Joey Devine, Cole Sear, Cleveland Heap, Sean Keen, Kevin Wendell Crumb, Stuart Little, Patreons, Alan Hutchison, Matt Maxwell, thank you, Alan, Tyler Fortney, thank you, Tyler, musical guest, the Dead Milkman, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back after a quick vacation with an all-new episode. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in the City of Angels. Hey, the that's dream where I factory. live. Yeah. I'm, uh, Lipstick I'm, City, I'm, baby. I'm not going to tell you what neighborhood, but let's just say I've been rocking with the Eagles, baby. Ooh. Um, so you're in uh, Fishtown? You're at I'm a in, Wawa? Wait, at, that's I'm not at, the City of Angels. <laughs> I'm at uh, I'm outside Don Henley's house. Oh, in, okay. a, in an RV. So you're you're in the canyon. <laughs> I'm in the canyon <laughs> with the ladies, where the bad boy of soft rock drumming hangs Is out. Is there any weirder group of bands to like that people romanticize than Laurel Canyon? It's weird. It's, it's such uh, a strange grouping of people. It's just like, yeah, man, you want to go to the Troubadour? Like, I guess. Yeah, but like that group of people, it's like, yeah, Stephen Stills was hanging out with Jackson Brown and the Steely (laughs) Dan guys and the Eagles. 
<laughs> and when Warren's Yvonne wasn't too scared to leave the house, he'd hang out and pass out drunk. And of course, like, the king of uh, Laurel Canyon himself, Jackson Brown. Right. <laughs> like all these guys who turned out to be uh, like kind of terrible people, uh-huh. too. Yep. <laughs> The Eagles, Jackson Brown, all bad people. Uh-huh. Um, um, Stephen Stills, maybe, yeah, seems like an unpleasant person. Yes. Um. Anyway, <laughs> you know who else seems un- sort of unpleasant? Jacob Dylan, a man who directed that movie. All right. Wait, he uh, what movie did he direct? Oh, it's called like sounds from the canyon oh great and it's like mostly those people like talking about like yeah i used to live under glenn uh (laughs) while i was writing running on empty (laughs) and then it'll intercut between jacob dylan beck and cat power like playing covers of the birds Uh or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um Anyway, imagine if your dad was Bob Dylan and you were obsessed with Jackson Brown. All right, anyway. Oh, boy. (laughs) Honestly, whatever, dude. Um, (laughs) Sean, it's been a while. You know what we need to visit? What's that? Some business, baby. Yes. Uh, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email. Call us on the phone at the number in the description of the episode. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. We took a vacation from that for a bit, but we are back this week with some dumb bullshit. It's gonna be um, stupid. Yep. Uh, just know I, I'm, I'm toying with a new character. For them. Oh, oh, but it, well. it will be Patreon only. Uh, let's just say that. <laughs> Sean, uh-huh. is there anything you want to plug off the bat yeah, while I'll people are it. listening? Like, maybe are you recording an album anytime I soon? I am, actually. It's on September 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's at the SF Punchline. That's a Wednesday night. You can get tickets now. Mm-hmm. You can get tickets now. For an album that's going to come out on Blonde Medicine Records. Buy those tickets, baby. Still doesn't uh, still don't have a title in mind. Uh, oh, well, you know what? If you don't have a title, this is like those packs friends make, you know? Uh-huh, right. Well, like, right. If, we're, uh, if we're still single when we're 40, we'll get married. If you yes. don't have a title, by in a month, I will name your album, Sean. Oh, and it will okay. be bad, so you better come up with a title. Oh shit! Okay, well that that's that's a good. That's I hope I hope you're not looking forward to an album called Big Wave Dave by Sean <laughs> Keen. I mean, now I kind of am looking forward to that, and it's just that's the people are like, why is Bosch punching a picture of you to cover his it's album? Of you of me. <laughs> Like, honestly, yeah, maybe that I'm should be your my, album. I guess uh, I should. Yeah, now I'm. Now I think it should be. And then there's like a ten minute Bosch chunk that I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Bosch, Sean. Yeah. Bosch was a book first. And That's you know true. what people do to books? They read them, baby. Reader mail time. Oh, <laughs> great segue. This is round ball rock reader mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? 
It is confusing for robots. All right, Sean. Our first question comes from our friend John Phillips, uh, who's from the canyon, I believe. You know, because oh, he's sh- in the Mamas and the Papas. Right, right. right um, yes. No, this is a different John Phillips. The That John Phillips is a monster, and we, we disown him. But we love this John Phillips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, Sean and Joey. It's no secret that the Timberwolves Prince tribute jerseys were some of the best alternate jerseys we've seen in the Nike era. I think it'd be cool if they based more alternate jerseys on local musicians, like Cows or Halo of Flies or something. Hell, bring them in for a halftime show during the season when they have the jerseys on. Anyways, my question is, what teams would you like to see have a jersey based on a local artist, regardless of brand synergy, and what would it look like? Thanks from Saskatchewan. So he's Sean. from the canyon in Saskatchewan, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Calgary dreaming? I don't know no, if that, Calgary's that's, in That's Saskatchewan. in Alberta. Fuck! <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> Sean, what music-themed jerseys? Well, obviously, uh, I've been advocating this for a while, but the Kings need to come out with the City Edition cake jerseys. Yeah, you, um, you have been advocating that. I prefer they're the band. Jersey, they're the band but... of Sacramento. They, Harrison Barnes is the cake of the NBA. I've said that before. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what would be on it necessarily. It would be like it would say "cake" in the logo, mm-hmm. and then it would it would it would say like "go in the distance." Sure, it'd be like that crown. It'd be the yeah. the it's brand synergy there with the crown. The, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think if they're gonna do that though, the jerseys, the uniform has to be short skirts and long jackets. Oh well, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, into yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to got to attract free agents. A certain kind of free agent is gonna love that. I mm-hmm. think. Mine is a uh, is actually another Minneapolis one, and oh, yeah. I would okay. like to see. I was, a, I, was... I was I would like to see a Soul Asylum Timberwolves jersey, and it's just oh. that ratty Cheerios shirt he used to wear all the time. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> you know how Dave Perner always wore? Oh no, Spaghettios, not Cheerios. My bad. How he always wore a ratty Spaghettios. So it's t-shirt. like a ratty Spaghettios. Yeah, t-shirt? with like holes in it. Yeah, yeah. See, I was thinking of like uh, a replacements jersey, which would be like plaid and really ratty with holes in it. Yeah, but it's Soul Asylum so much funnier. It is a lot funnier than the replacements. <laughs> like the replacements would make you like a little bit sad and bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Soul Asylum, like, yeah, we could get into that. Uh, uh, I would, of course, also. What like... would the B girl be on them? Oh, that's that's blind melon. I'm sorry. What what kind of nineties kid are you? Jesus. Jesus. Oh my god. That's your era, man. You Shannon Hoom idiot. (laughs) I saw Blind Melon a week before he died. Um the other thing I'd like to definitely see is like uh some kind of pig champion themed Portland Trailblazers jersey. Oh my god. Um, what do you think that would look like? I, I four sizes too big. Uh huh. Right. That's right. it. But it would like have a little drawing on him, like a little logo, like a Kilroy was here, but like just like a bearded man with terrible sunglasses. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And 
What about, what about like a Lumineers Nuggets jersey? What do you think about that? The Lumineers are from Denver. I think so. I w- could have sworn they were like English, dude. Hold on. I mean, it certainly fits that they. I mean, what about? Okay, there's one. How many famous people are there from Salt Lake City and also Las Vegas? Wait, are you are you talking about? Uh, Give me a Killers pilots? Utah Jazz jersey, oh. baby. <laughs> wait, wait, the killer the Killers are from Salt Lake City. Well, he's Mormon. <laughs> it's close enough. No, oh, they're from I, Las Vegas, baby. I know. I, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> um. Uh, I'd like to see. I honestly though would like to see a Pitbull uh, Miami Heat. Heat jersey. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean that that feels right. I feel like you could have a maybe like a Jimmy Buffett one too, where it's like just flowered. Like it, it's like, how would you make a Tommy Bahama basketball jersey? Mm-hmm. That feels like it would be pretty good. Oh, and of course the Doctor John's Peloton. Well, also. we've talked about that before, haven't we? <laughs> we have. It feels yes. like a joke we've done on the show. Um, what about like, would you have a Smashing Pumpkins Bulls jersey? No, God, no. <laughs> Like, like if you're gonna dunks, do Chicago, right? do a better band than the Smashing Pumpkins. You know what I mean? Like somebody cool. Not like, not the scribe, Billy Corgan, one oh, of the two ninety scribes. No. Get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many good bands from Chicago, right? Like the Smashing Pumpkins are not the best band from Chicago. Like, don't you want to see an Earth, Wind, and Fire Bulls jersey? I mean, yes, yes, I do. Bulls jersey. I want the Wilco jersey, man. Of, of that's the obvious one. They would do that. <laughs> what about a Veruca Salt? <laughs> that would be tight. Uh, and it's Bulls got jersey. like that volcano. Yeah, going yeah. On. Or a what about a uh, an OK Go Bulls jersey, Sean? I would like to see. <laughs> it the It comes with Salt a helmet edition. from their like dumb stunts. They do on YouTube. Like, like the jersey gets released because there's like somehow these dominoes and then like a, like a toy rocket blasts off and, and it's all they're like, oh, the, all this whole game's just going to be in one take. Seriously, and though, an actual terrible. one I would like to see is I would like to see a Hollow Notes Sixers jersey. Oh, that would be tight. I don't know what would be on it. Maybe that mu- maybe like again a silhouette of a mustache. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would just be it would be like their silhouettes and then Yeah. <laughs> but that would rule. Um there's a lot of good Philadelphia. Do you think Todd Rundgren would get mad about that? I mean Todd Rundgren is mad about everything. So I don't think yeah. I, yeah, I don't think he really cares about basketball. Are there any San Francisco bands you would like to see the Golden State Warriors wear, Sean? You know, I was thinking about it like the obvious one is the sort of like mock Lithuania jerseys, but I'm like that's like too that's like not funny enough. Right. So I would like to see some like really intense Metallica jerseys mm-hmm. that just look like a shirt from 1989. You know, it's it's the Warriors logos in the Metallica font. They're all black. Uh, <laughs> or like or like maybe they're maybe they just go back to those Nike like T-shirt things. See, I don't know. I it's, think it's those are too, Robert, I ahead, think going so. 60s with San Francisco is too on the nose. 
for the Warriors. Right, right, right. I think you go like Faith No More. <laughs> one of you have like Chris Isaac jerseys. <laughs> well, the funniest one would be a Dead Kennedys one, right? Dead Kennedys would be pretty funny. <laughs> what about a, what about a train jersey? No. <laughs> and everyone's jersey says Virginia on the back. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, also the the Counting Crows jersey would be very funny. Does does Atlanta get to claim Athens? No. Right, so like that because those would be like it would be real cool to have a B fifty two Hawks jersey. <laughs> You'd have to have a ludicrous jersey, right? That's the thing. That's the obvious way they would go. But like, could you imagine how fucked up a B fifty two's jersey would be? It would be so cool. <laughs> Actually, I think I kind of think they would end up doing like the Warriors would end up doing the Santana jerseys. That actually <sighs> feels more likely. Gross. Journey, dude. Do a journey jersey. No. Holl uh not hollow notes. Uh fucking Huey Lewis. Give me a Huey Lewis jersey. Yeah, it's baby. just every it's it's got the pool table from sports. <laughs> deer hoof. Give me a deer hoof jersey. What about a, a Brian Jonestown Massacre themed jerseys? We don't claim them. They were in Portland too long. <laughs> Team Danny Warhols. <laughs> what about an Imperial Teen jersey? All right. Anyway, time to okay. move on. Yeah, we gotta um, go. Okay. We got this is less of a question and more of an interesting email we got, Sean. So remember yeah. uh, a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about our friend Riff Raff, mm -hmm. which, by the way. How sick would a Houston Riff Raff jersey be? I mean, yeah, sure. I, I love it. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Is it like, what would you put on the front? Like a bottle of codeine? No. What's He has that, like, what is the name of that album? The Alcoholic cro Crocodile one? Hold on. Um... <laughs> Not Vanilla Gorilla. Alcoholic Alligator. Alcoholic Alligator. Yeah, yeah. You put the the silhouette of that on there. <laughs> I mean, there's so many animals. The Tangerine Tiger, the Hologram yeah. Panda, dude, the dude, Pink Python. Jody High Roller would make a good... That's some sick jerseys, dude. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, our friend Bryant Black emailed us because we were talking about him and Mac McClung. And he said, Grew up playing basketball in the neighborhood with Horst Simcoe. That's Riff Raff slash Jody High Roller. Every day during my middle school summers in the Houston suburbs, listening to screw tapes. Then went on to cheer for Texas Tech when Mac McClung was there as an alum. Had no idea they were cousins, so I appreciate that tidbit. And Bryant, here is what I would like to ask you. Please call us on the phone or email us again and tell us, what style of basketball player did Horst Simcoe slash Riff Raff slash Jody High, High Roller play in middle school basketball games? Yeah, I want to I want like a scouting report on Raff. Mm -hmm. Because if there's anything we know about Riff Raff, it's that he could have played for the Dallas Mavericks, but they found crack in his jacket. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, from again, the greatest uh, freestyle of all time. Uh, look that up. Riff Raff Sway in the Morning Freestyle. It is one of my favorite things in the world. 
Um, our next question comes from Nick Pawlowski. And he says, I guess I should say they say now, huh? I need to be better about that because I don't know. I don't want to gender Nick. The sale of Paul Allen's yacht got me thinking. Outside of it making the estate solvent so they will obviously massively invest in the trailblazers, what if yachts could be involved in trades? I'm thinking one of Tillman Fertitta's boardwalks for the Mavericks roster. Jason Kidd could coach the crew, and it would lead to far less (laughs) sexual harassment allegations because of the implications. Thank you. Sean. The the implication of being on a boat, that's true. How would like Kevin Pelton value yachts and trades though. That's the mistake I see. That's the one, not mistake. That's the trouble I see here. Well, that's why um, we need to use um, the, the new metric I came up with YAR mm-hmm. uh, yachts above replacement. So we need to establish what the baseline is for a billionaire's boat, not necessarily a boat, but like, you know, we're going to assume that every NBA owner, aside from maybe the buses, mm-hmm. has a yacht or at least has a lot of yacht access. So it's not so much that we have to value what Paul Allen's yacht is, but like what is the added value of, you know, the octopus uh, diving console? Mm-hmm. How much is a helipad? Is that worth, like, say, a PJ Tucker? <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. So you, it, we, we need. It's not just we need to think about the marginal value of these yachts, which is what Tillman thinks about too, because uh, he's willing to get a whole other yacht just to get a slight upgrade over the rest of the yacht, which is the opposite of how he feels about the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, that would be him uh, scavenging a yacht for parts. Uh, maybe selling any of the copper wire he could find or uh, yeah. And like complaining to the coast guard constantly um, about his, his taxes, I think. Um, which by the way, look at Christian Woods, Instagram stories, by the way, cause he was on Tillman's yacht. Yes. He was on Tillman's yacht. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is a helipad on Tillman on boardwalk. How, how can Tillman Fertitta own a helicopter, but not, uh, a team that wins basketball games now. <laughs> it, I mean, he's got to have his priorities. And unfortunately, he only really cares about the wharf. That's where his heart is, mm-hmm. you know, where the pier hits the water, <laughs> the two blocks surrounding it, and everything up up to and including international waters. So, yeah, if the Rockets could play in international waters, he would pay the luxury tax mm-hmm. on that. But he would also claim he didn't have to pay the luxury tax because there's no luxury tax in international waters. Um, now, what right I to me, what what kind of boat does Ben Simmons get you in these trade? Uh, in these trades, hmm. John? okay. Well, it can't be a Coast Guard boat because uh, you know this boat's not going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like okay, so Ben Simmons. I think you're going to you know need don't it. answer this honestly. Answer okay. it. What kind of boat does Ben is Ben Simmons worth if you're Nate Duncan? <laughs> if you're Nate Duncan. Well, uh-huh. I think he's I think he basically considers it um a boat that is is essentially 
at the scavenge level, mm-hmm. like that the that the the title of the boat is worth something, but you need to do so much work. Uh, you're already you've got to commit to being in dry dock for two years and just waiting for the landscape to change uh, when you get an opportunity to sail again. When you get another, when you get another bite at the uh, harbor, mm-hmm. that's what he's waiting for. Um, I'm thinking of like, what are those kind of like? Um, like, what are those boats that, like, Rambo drives in Rambo, in Rambo 4? Like a, like a, like a Zodiac? Is it, like, an inflatable thing with a motor on it? I definitely have not, I could not tell you, I have not seen anything past Rambo 2. Well, you gotta see Rambo 4, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I missed Rambo 3 because I felt like I was uh, supporting Al-Qaeda by watching Okay, it. so according to the Rambo wiki, John Rambo's boat is a longboat that is used by John Rambo to fish or taxi people down the Siween River. Um, I would say it's similar to Wait, the is jungle. Is he back in Vietnam in yes, 4? Yes, yeah. I would say it's he lives there in 4, Sean. Um, I would say it's similar to like the Jungle Cruise boat. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like I the think African that's what queen. Nate Duncan thinks Ben Simmons is worth. Like a, is, like, like, a, an af- like the a African queen. Boat? Yeah, like a yeah. fucked up riverboat. <laughs> but you know, not like a riverboat that like you'd gamble on. Yeah, yeah. Um, not enough range, basically. Right. Like a small, one that Humphrey Bogart gets drunk yeah, on. Like a water taxi. That's what it uh-huh. is. A water taxi. <laughs> Oh, he can't shoot threes. Um, oh. He's not worth a max deal. Um, Give me um a shitty dinghy. What about, um, what about, what about Bradley Beal? I don't know why my Nate Duncan is Obama. Um, <laughs> I think like a, like a rescue boat. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Bradley Beal to... Nate Dunn. What was Hulk Hogan? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about at all. I don't Hulk even know Hogan what show had a you show. mean. Okay. Hulk Hogan <laughs> had a show called Fuck. Um, Thunder in Paradise. And his boat was like Knight Rider. It was Knight Rider with a boat, dude. Oh, it's um, called a Scarab? Well, it's like uh, it, it's just a high-tech boat that two former Navy SEALs work on. <laughs> called uh, Thunder in Paradise. Well, he he made he actually commissioned a boat, and he claims he made the decision when he was heavily medicated following a surgery. Uh-huh, and sure. I um I believe I just I believe that except for the last three words. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, here I'll send you. So so he's a hyper intelligent boat. Yeah, it's like uh it's like Knight Rider if it was on a boat and starred Hulk Hogan, Sean. And that's Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the boat he's worth because he shoots. Shoots threes. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> there. The, here's a weird. picture of so thunder in paradise. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a weird boat, dude. Yep. But it's like it's like uh, the ideal cool guy boat. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not a rental property, but it's pretty good. Um. All right, we got to get to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, actually, there's one more quick question I wanted okay. to ask you, Sean, that we yes. had in here 
that we did not put in the rundown. It's from our friend Mike Burkett. Mm -hmm. And he asks, which owner is more likely to have a Goodfellas poster up on their wall right now? James Dolan or Mark Cuban? I think it's Cuban. I don't think it's absolutely Cuban because I think James Dolan is like too sheltered for that. No, James Dolan has one movie poster in his house and it's the Buena Vista social club. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he might have a poster of uh, that Ralph Macchio movie about the ghost of Robert Johnson. No, don't you think Buena Vista Social Club is we're right in the right uh, zone there? It's almost like, I mean... <laughs> it's, like, almost too... He's, like, he almost Non-American, too... but... Like, it, like he, he... I doubt he's even seen it. I just think he's, like, there's a guitar on here and it makes me seem cool. <laughs> uh-huh, and he's, like, Ry Cooter. He, he, <laughs> he still won't jam with me. All right. But there's a crossroads main... is that movie, by the way. Crossroads <laughs> there's, there's is about a main question. A, a magical to... guitar. Yeah. <laughs> there's a main question we need to answer today. It comes from our friend John L. And it mentions our friend Katie Heindel. Follow her at whatevs uh-huh. on Twitter. <laughs> and read NBA Summer Vacation Watch on Dime. Um, but John says. In the most recent Summer Vacation Watch, Katie Heindel writes that the Chicago Bulls are the NBA's old beach. Which NBA team is which M. Night Shyamalan movie setting? So which team is the apartment complex from Lady in the Water, which is the village from the village? Now, you have the movies he wrote here at the bottom. Yes. I want to include those movies. Okay, should we do them in order? I think we do want to do that more in order, okay. right? Okay, so let me move these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wide Awake is actually a movie he directed as yes, well. Yes, it is. Uh, um, and it is, is weird. If you have not seen seems, the movie Wide Awake, it is bizarre. It seems so strange. All right, so then, Sean, I will read you while we're doing this, because it's the first one we're going to do, obviously. Uh-huh. I will read you the plot summary for Wide Awake, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, starring a child named Joseph Cross and Dana Delaney, and more important, Rosie O'Donnell as the nun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, A 10-year-old boy goes on search for God after his grandfather dies. Yeah. (laughs) Sean, it's... Very Catholic, too, this movie. It's, like, insanely Catholic. So, Sean, I want to ask you, who, which NBA team is the most Catholic schooly in the NBA? I mean, okay, so so it's about a guy, I mean, the obvious answer is the Celtics, but they're also, like, Mormony. But but okay, so the plot is about him. He's he's upset because his grandfather died, and he can't mm-hmm. make sense of it or believe that there's a god anymore after that. Do you want to know who plays the grandfather? Oh, please, Robert Loggia. Uh, Robert Loggia. Do you want to know who Kid, plays his I'm son? I'm gonna die. I mean, his dad. Do you want to know who plays his dad? Who's his dad? Dennis, Dennis Leary? Leary, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a strong Celtic influence to this. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but um, but oh yeah, okay. So that's it's the Celtics, and and this is this is what 
this is, uh, yeah, the Boston Gardens, the Catholic school. And this kid is actually kind of like Bill Simmons. And he's looking for answers to why Len Bias died. Well, and in fact, he gets to the point where he makes a <laughs> recurring podcast series about the what if, mm-hmm. if Len Bias hadn't died. Well, Sean, um, I'm glad you brought up Bill Simmons because first off, I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. I believe God will help me get my grandpa back. Um, no, um... Oh, no. (laughs) I think that the Memphis Grizzlies are wide awake, Sean. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, Mine is also a Bill Simmons reason. It's uh, Catholicism. It's all about guilt, right? If you remember right. Yes. Bill Simmons once said the reason the Grizzlies don't win home playoff games is because they're thinking of Martin Luther King being assassinated. So put two and two together, buddy. Wow. (laughs) All right, Sean, our next movie is, of course, Stuart Little. Stuart Little. And then Shyamalan wrote it. It's about a uh, very charming mouse. Uh, Uh, Voiced by Michael J. Fox. mm -hmm. Yep. Um, do I need to explain what Stuart Little is? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird, but yeah, it, it's 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 odd that we all just kind of know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, there's a there's a cat that really doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, they deal with bullying. Um, so Sean, what NBA team is a family that adopts a mouse as if he were a human child? <laughs> Now, I'll tell you right now, this is the Boston Celtics, and Jason Tatum is that lovable mouse. Wait, he's the mouse? He's not young, he's just small. Uh, I mean, he's he's very small. I, I, I'm thinking more of the size factor of this. See, I'm thinking and, of it more as an adoption co- slash coddling story. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm going the Celtics and Jason Tatum. Um... I'm trying to think that, like, well, they do try to find Stuart. The, the movie is about trying to find uh, Stuart's birth parents mm-hmm. um, who who died. And, and he's like, OK, so the plot of the movie is more about Stuart being stolen by imposters, mm-hmm. actually. OK, there's not really a twist ending. If you've seen if you've seen this, uh, it actually ends up it, it, it's the plot of an evil cat. Mm-hmm. To to destroy this adopted uh mm-hmm. like like a guy from somewhere else who went to fit in and uh, the hate I w- I would say this is maybe somebody who uh, has had to deal with the haters at their place before. Mm-hmm. So is it the Philadelphia seventy six? That Ben Simmons is Stuart Little. No, Ben Simmons is the cat. Joel Embiid is Stuart is Little. Stuart Little, and they can't get rid of the cat. And they're like, Joel, your parents aren't here anymore. I still am inclined to pick a smaller player. That's my only thing, but I, I don't have an obvious answer why. Like, it almost felt like when Victor Oladipo went to the Pacers, but... Mm. Okay, what about this? Is Trey Young Stuart Little, and the cat is the looming salary cap implication? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what it is. And they made a trade and yeah, Trey Trey Young is is kind of mouse like too. And eventually he's going to look for his real dad 
because right now it's not clear that uh, Danilo Gallinari and Clint Capella can raise him as their own. All right, Sean. A lot of people don't know he wrote this. Uh-huh. But M. Night Shyamalan wrote She's All That, so he claims. Well, he, he punched it up, yeah. So he claims. I think he's I think he's responsible for some of the weird things in that movie. Like, I could see him writing that pube pizza scene. Don't you think he's really into hacky sack? Oh, yeah. He could, he wrote that. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I used to hacky. M. Night loves playing basketball, by the way. He is a he's a basketball freak. M. Night Shyamalan, come on the show. Come on the show. We can just talk about basketball if you want. Okay, so she's all that. So that 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 centers around um, a bet someone made, mm-hmm. and uh, you know because of that, I kind of think it's the Dallas Mavericks, Joey. See, I get where like, you're Farala going. Like Bob made a bet. I get where you're going there, but <laughs> I want to go the other way because really, it's a it's a movie about a nerd. Who became a hot girl, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And that's that's where I want to go. And I think this is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Wait, Jokic is the nerd who became a hot girl? Yeah, he was like a weird, chubby teen who now oh. grew up to be the MVP and everybody loves him. But did anyone did anyone trick him? That's the thing. I'm Jokic like... kind of did, right? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm more thinking of uh, like the I'm thinking of the evil popular kid who who did it as a trick and then was like sorry about it later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fair. Uh, I I, I want to be like bus, that's Dame that that's Dame Lillard. <laughs> and I don't CJ know how that McCollum. relates. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem is he's not hot enough. All right, um, Sean. Finally, uh-huh. we get to a big one. Yeah. The Sixth Sense. Yeah. This is, for those of you that don't know, is about a boy who can see dead people. <laughs> he can see dead people. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it turns out he, uh, the, there's a little boy and your main Don't spoil character... it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> the, the main character has a secret. Uh-huh. Let's just yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a twist. And his I secret guess, is that he say. was friends with Donnie Wahlberg. I I honestly think that right now, um, this is kind of the Clippers right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ghost haunting the team, but also there are many many ghosts that are constantly haunting this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of money involved. Uh, <laughs> it's a blockbuster. But uh, there's just one little boy named Steve who can who can see the spirits because he's got so much energy himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's but their their playoff chances uh, have always been dead, Joey. See, They've always been. I see where you're going there, but I think that the sixth sense is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. And uh, the little boy is either Colin Sexton or Darius Garland. Not Nick Gilbert. (laughs) And he's just surrounded by the ghosts of a good basketball past. And they're just staring at Kevin Love like, I almost spoiled it. I almost spoiled it. (laughs) His contract contract will never go away, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't realize it. 
We can spoil his sixth sense. He's just staring at Kevin Love like you're a you're a fucking dead guy. <laughs> and he does things like going to the Olympic. There's there's all these shots of him hanging out at the Olympics, and then like he's he's sitting across from Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, oh, "I remember when you were an all star." <laughs> All right, Sean. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Okay, so so what we basically have in this mm-hmm. one is uh, a really, really fragile guy. Mm-hmm. And a really, really strong And a really, man. really indestructible guy. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, in a way, Joel Embiid is both of these people. <laughs> uh, that movie's set in Philly. Um, They're all set I'm in not, Philly, I, I also don't. His whole Joel thing is they're set in Philly. Most of them are set in Philly, yeah. He, <laughs> M. Night loves Philly. But uh, also, I, I do remember, um, I mean, Joel Embiid is both Unbreakable and Mr. Glass, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that wrong? And then there's a, kind of a nefarious guy who's coming around and trying to destroy team chemistry. Mm-hmm. But they won't... Um, Shoot him. Uh, also, also, Joel Embiid is afraid of water. <laughs> Much like uh, David Dunn. Is that his name? His name is David Dunn, yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know how to swim. He has said he... Uh, he's posted videos of himself uh, struggling to swim. So I'm not, I'm not, this is, this is not a stereotype. He literally does not know how to swim. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one to me is, uh, I think this one's the Clippers. <laughs> uh huh. Where, uh, Kawhi Leonard is like a nefarious man who's hurt all the time, not in the movie a lot, just pulling all the strings. He's pulling all the strings, yeah, but. But, and but then committing it's revealed, crimes. It's revealed there at the end that he was in charge the whole time. <laughs> and I guess that makes uh, Ivatsa Zubac David Dunn. A lot of these plots the do not, not hurt. hurt. <laughs> you, know what, you know what happens with a lot of these uh, M. Night movies? Mm-hmm. You take half a step back from the, the closed world and you're like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> it's all of them. All of them are like that. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really understand why he was derailing a train to begin with. Well, Sean, have you seen Glass? <sighs> I'm not going to see Glass. Well, he explains that at the end <laughs> Once, of Glass. He needs to go viral. Is that the reason he's trying to do no, that? No, right? dude. Glass invents Mr. Split, who we'll get to. <laughs> the, train, the, the train crash also invents Mr. Split, um, which is not his name, but because he's Mr. Glass, I call him Mr. Unbreakable and Mr. Split. Um, oh, you're talking about Elijah Price and Kevin Wendell Crumb. Yeah, Let's yeah, Kevin Wendell respect. Crumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, signs. Okay, but you think... Signs. Okay. Wait, wait, who's who's the unbreakable one on that? Kawhi is just Zubac. Kawhi is just... Oh, Avita Zubac <laughs> is unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Sean. Signs uh, is about a family who... Uh, 
uh, is hanging out in their farmhouse during an alien attack. Um, uh huh. That's basically what this movie's about. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan once again plays a priest <laughs> for like the third time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Water is again the victim. The uh, is the again the weakness of the aliens. Uh huh. So Sean. I think I'm going to take this one. Yeah, go go ahead. I think that this is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's oh, not just because they're at a farm or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. because uh, they are a group of uh, grieving people because their family died. Mm-hmm. Waiting for things to drop from the sky. And something to happen to them. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they they are, they have a lot of aliens. The lottery like, picks are the crop circles. Well, the aliens oh. are like Koku and Josh Giddy and uh, like, they're like well, resident just aliens. all the picks. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, Presti is Mel Gibson. Um, and... And Presti's, Presti's predecessors are like, when you're, when you're trading... A valuable veteran. Swing hard. And Lug- also... Uh, Lugan's some- Dort is Meryl Hess. Walking Phoenix's well, character. Yeah, and, and some people... Um, they also had an important person to them crushed by a car. His name was Aubrey McClendon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Sean, who do you think Signs is? No, I, I, I'm with you on that oh, one. I right. think that's good. <laughs> we, did the, we did that one. Where I, I, I hit it out of the park. Not unlike I, Joaquin Phoenix in that alien, huh? Yeah, I feel like you did pretty well there. And then, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of kids in Signs, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Rory Culkin is, of course, SGA. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Who's, who's Abigail Breslin? Uh, I think Abigail Breslin is probably Poku. Sure. Oh, no, right. I said he was one of the aliens, huh? Um <laughs> I don't even know who's on that team anymore. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe? Yeah, because she's Eric Bledsoe because she she doesn't want to be there. Be there, yeah. No. Um, all right. Uh, the Village, Sean. I think this is uh, pretty clearly the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. Um, explain yourself. Well, they're stuck in this old-fashioned basketball world where you're not allowed to shoot three-pointers. And uh, people just kind of stay there for years and years, like way longer than you think they would. And they don't want to go to like the outside world unless like and it, and it's only when there's really strange circumstances like Patty Mills plays in the Olympics mm-hmm. and then he realizes he could go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they like recruit people that are kind of older and into this weird cause and uh, for some reason, no one questions that they, you know, keep losing in weird ways in the playoffs or not even making the playoffs. They're like, we can't change mm-hmm. the system. And also um, uh, one of Greg Popovich's motivating devices is having Tim Duncan dress up as a monster mm-hmm. and yell at them if they shoot a three. <laughs> See, I'm thinking this one. I'm thinking of the twist, right? So the uh-huh. twist of the village <laughs> Look, we're gonna spoil all the M Night. Oh my God, Joey! Joey! Uh, I know. I tried not to, but then fifteen years to see this movie. (laughs) Look, as long as people are just—if it makes anyone not see some of these movies—I'm well on board with spoiling them. (laughs) 
The so, village sucks, man. <laughs> so the village is about a bunch of like fake Amish people, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, live in a park. They live in a. <laughs> they've all and the the deal is they've all like lost family members the or something. Whole time you think you're watching like an old timey movie. And then yeah. it's revealed that they just live in Central Park, but in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, it's like a nature preserve. And they've all chosen to live there because, like, their relatives. Well, their children hard. have not. So, yeah, but, but the people who, who move there, it's because of their deep grief and, like, their – I think their families got murdered or something. I don't even remember M. Night's not happy unless the main character – has someone important in their life who's been murdered. That's that's a, uh, an M. Night hallmark. Anyway, that's the village. I think this is the Utah Jazz. And it's, and uh, just, it's and just they are just stuck in their bubble of screen assists uh-huh. <laughs> until somebody leaves. And Grayson Allen's like, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> Got a silence. Him. All right, Sean. Maybe my favorite M. Night movie, because it's the worst, craziest one. The Lady in the Water. This one is such an insane uh, movie. It's one that uh, ruined M. Night's relationship with Disney Mm -hmm. because he He did it uh, himself. (laughs) He did it himself. Well, they they he I guess he pitched it to a studio executive. The executive said, I don't really understand it. And M. Night was like. Well, I'm going somewhere else. And then the executive said, well, we'll still make it and release it. I just don't understand it. And he's like, too late. I'm a genius. Uh, so let me bad. read the plot. To yeah, this. read the plot. I, Apartment I was building superintendent Cleveland Heap. Uh-huh. His names are the best. Rescues what he thinks is a young woman from the pool he maintains. Uh-huh. When he discovers that she is actually a character from a bedtime story who is trying to make the journey back to her home, he works with his tenants to protect his new friend from the creatures that are determined to keep her in our world. Sean. Yeah. Who um, is Lady in the Water? <laughs> I mean, it's just like... I'm trying to think of something where it's like it's a total mess, but there's all this weird mythology about it that the people in the movie care about, but no, mm-hmm. like literally no one outside cares about. Mm-hmm. There's also this is a movie when I was thinking about this, I was like, who in the NBA just has one strong arm? <laughs> Because <laughs> there's a guy in this movie who, for all, for reasons you don't understand, well, for plot-related reasons, uh-huh. only lifts weights with one arm, so he has one big giant arm, and that later comes into play. That comes into play later when he has it, to hold something heavy or something. It never makes remember. it never makes sense because he he fulfills his role as the guardian, and Paul Giamatti is really sad, but he's also asthmatic. And then there's a woman in the complex doing the most offensive Asian accent of all time. This movie also Um, has a very – if you ever want to see Bob Balaban be like really, really uh, important to the plot – uh huh. This may be the only movie in Bob Balaban's long career where he's important to the plot, right? <laughs> he is crucial to the plot. <laughs> I, I, it's baffling. The whole thing's baffling. 
I gotta say, I have I had two candidates for this. I think it's the Orlando Magic, Joey. Why do you think? Because the whole thing has to do with this insane collection of weirdos and a guy who's so stressed out that he's like nearly hospitalized three times in this mm-hmm. movie has to try to figure out their weird roles. And that felt like Steve Clifford coaching the Orlando magic to me, just figuring out like the, it's almost like these guys are from like a plot factory. These guys like Marco Fultz, he's the fastest man in the league, <laughs> but he cannot shoot. <laughs> Mo Bamba, he's so big, but he shoots from three, but not from two feet away. (laughs) Jonathan Isaac, he's the strongest, longest man, but his knee is shredded. Like, ooh, (laughs) like all these like spooky guys and like somehow like Bismack Biombo ends up on the team four separate times Mm -hmm. and like. Cole Anthony, who's in the league, and it's like he has such potential to be a great point guard. His father following the footsteps of his father. And also, if they had a guy named Scrunt, Mm -hmm. uh, would you be surprised (laughs) if they had, like, Miles Scrunt on the team? Well, Sean, I had a similar line of thinking (laughs) as you, Uh but I went with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, we oh you were a lot more positive about this film, I think. Well, no, because the Milwaukee Bucks, the story of the Bucks is essentially this magical guy comes around and then all these weird freaks eventually figure it out to help him win. They're like, "Yeah, we got this the man with the crazy eyes is going to stare at this guy." Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, uh like Chris Middleton to me is like the most Paul Giamatti <laughs> NBA player <laughs> in that it's like, yeah, he's always like a B, but then that one time he was an A. <laughs> We're like, he is a real character actor. Yeah. Like by NBA like, standards. Um, so and yeah, then they, similar and they, like, line of thinking getting... for sure. I was just thinking of all the weird freaks the Bucks had on their team. <laughs> and they were always trying to make these combinations where they're like, it should make sense to have Eric Bledsoe to have defense. <laughs> and then in the crucial moment, he gets Balabanned. <laughs> Spoiler, Balaban doesn't make it. And I kind of Balaban think... a movie critic? <laughs> yeah, he movie? is a movie critic. <laughs> um... Also, I kind of well, think Buden- Budenholzer absolutely has Giamatti. Well, yeah, too. of course. Um, he's like the most Giamatti man this side of Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and don't you kind of think that like if Bill Irwin played an NBA player, it would be Brooke Lopez? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and like, and just like a bunch of weird freaks that you need to use, like <laughs> smoker. All right, um, Sean. We gotta go. We, yeah, we gotta, yeah, we gotta move on. It. You, because you have to leave here soon. I do have to leave soon. Okay, so we have a we have a few more to do. All right, uh, the happening. Okay, the happening is a the movie happening that, sucks. <laughs> where uh, plants are making everybody commit suicide. Uh huh. Yep. And Mark Wahlberg's the lead. Uh huh. So, um, I'm just trying to think like. <laughs> 
plants are making everybody commit suicide. That's the twist. <laughs> and your cast is Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, and John Leguizamo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think Wahlberg... I have not seen The Happening. I've seen some scenes mm-hmm. from The Happening, but I have not uh, watched the whole thing. Well, Ruck also in it. Jeremy oh Strong and Ruck in it together, actually, weirdly. And uh, uh, Spencer Breslin from Disney's The Kid. <laughs> Wow. He's, 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 that's a Breslin hat trick. Mm-hmm. I love Spencer Breslin. I gotta say, um, I think this is the new Orleans Pelicans just because there's something about being there that makes everybody want to kill themselves. See, I thought this one was the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> because it's like on paper before knowing the twist, <laughs> <laughs> like, this should work, right? It's like Mark Wahlberg's, like, a real movie star. It's M. Night Shyamalan. He's going back to his roots, making, like, an R uh, thriller here. And mm-hmm. then everything around it fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, But it's still, like, kind of a hit. All right. Uh, the Last Airbender, Sean. This is a movie based on a cartoon. People hate it. I have not seen this movie or this cartoon. I don't know anything about it except that people loathe it to a degree. Because they love the cartoon. Yeah. It's also and I one guess, of those things that like whitewashed a bunch of Asian stuff, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I think it's just like doesn't make any sense at all. It's incredibly expensive. Um it's incredibly expensive and it doesn't make any sense at all. And it's like something that people enjoy and has like people used to love things that Um, people used to love but now it's bloated expensive and it sucks this is the golden state Warriors. i was just gonna say that it's the warriors yeah yeah the budget's way too big people are like this is based on something that worked before and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah but this we didn't figure it out Uh, (laughs) we gave we gave these guys way too much creative control Uh, okay sean yeah (laughs) time to do devil this is a movie he wrote. He did not direct it. It's about six people stuck in an elevator, and one of them is the devil, and they don't know who it is. Uh, this is the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> right? Like, is uh, which Kyrie one's the, the devil? devil? Is Jay- well, I mean, I think I think it's pretty clear Blake Griffin is the devil, <laughs> but you could make cases for other people on the team. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash might be the devil. Steve Nash could be the devil. <laughs> People think Kevin Durant's the devil, maybe, you know? Yeah, that's good. All right, Sean. After Earth. <laughs> okay. Another after- one. This is one of the only ones I haven't seen, but I know <laughs> what it's about. I haven't seen it. it Will Smith is paralyzed, and so he has to guide Jaden Smith through an, a hostile alien landscape. Yeah, but then is that right? I... But no, it's not a hostile. Well, yes, but the the twist <laughs> is that it's Earth, dude. Oh, it is Earth. Yeah, the twist is that it's Earth, man. Um, they went to go look for another planet, right? Because they left Earth because oh, of global warming or whatever. I and hate then this. <laughs> oh, um, damn. Uh, all right. Who is like a father son sci fi thing, though? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who's an old. This is easy, dude. It's an old man. This and is his the Suns, son. man. The Phoenix Suns. This is Chris Paul telling Devin Booker what oh. to do while taking all the credit. Oh, and on like scorched earth. 
<laughs> like, yeah, right. literally, yeah. he was getting credit for games he was at in Los Angeles for. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, Devin yeah. Booker was, was he winning. was rehabbing, and they were like, "But Chris Paul taught this team how to do it," and and then it turned out it was a uh, it was the same old. It it was not a new Chris Paul. It was the same Chris Paul playoff experience that we'd had for years. Okay, Sean, this next one. <laughs> It's called The Visit. It's a found footage horror movie about Catherine Hahn leaves her children with uh, their grandparents. And uh, the twist is, guess what? Her grandparents these, are aliens. No, these are not their grandparents. These are two people who escaped from a mental asylum or something. Um, that's weird. And they act scary to the kids the whole time. Um... Um, so I can think of this to me as the Spurs, Sean. Uh, wait. Oh, because, like Greg Popovich. Because there's Oscar? this old man just scaring children for 82 games a year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you know that the, the kid is the, the, the young son is a rapper? Uh, I believe he raps in the movie, so yes. He calls himself T-Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a found footage thing. Mm-hmm. Forced to play Yahtzee. Oh, so they're escape patients from... So the inmates are running the asylum. Yes. This is kind of like the Houston But Texas the kids had never... <laughs> the kids had never met their grandparents before, so they think they're their grandparents, but then it's not their grandparents. I mean... You'd think Catherine Hahn would have known who her par- what her parents looked like when she dropped them off, right? Yeah. But I uh, think she dropped them off on a train. I think they took a train there anyway. <laughs> this is – oh, yeah. She just dropped them on a train, and they record a documentary. Oh, and her mom – Catherine Hahn married her high school teacher? Mm-hmm. This is – this seems too messed up to be the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this is uh, – I think this is what like, is a team where two old men are terrorizing. I was going to say the Charlotte Hornets, hmm. where it's Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan, and people good. are like, "We remember Michael Jordan. He's so fun in that documentary." Like, Don't leave your like, room after nine thirty. Yeah, he's like Rich Cho's body is in this shed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also think that um, Charlotte Hornets games are only available on just like camcorders the players mm-hmm. used to film. All right, Sean. The one I know you've wanted to talk about here. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, of course, Split. Uh-huh. The movie. <laughs> the movie where, where James McAvoy. Uh, one of has, my least favorite actors. The, he one of the worst actors out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does three, 23 different personalities while uh, torturing teenage girls, Sean. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and then it turns out that one of his personalities really is uh, super powered. Mm-hmm, yeah, the beast. But that's the that beast. is the twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, congratulations. He's uh, the beast. So this is this is a team that feels very uh, schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Can't really uh, stick to one identity. This one's easy, dude. Who do you think it is? This is the New York Knicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're just torturing their fan base. They have uh-huh. a million different personalities. Even Tom Thibodeau 
sort of has a lot of personalities. Well, he, <laughs> but the thing is, he survives because he's pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so because Thibodeau is so pure, uh, such a pure basketball animal, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to survive for now. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right about that. Okay. All yeah, right, Splits Sean. the Knicks. Glass, which Glass, it's uh, a, a sequel to both Split and Unbreakable. Yeah, resolving that amazing story. This uh, one also fucking when, easy to me. Now in now in Split, you it's they reunite. Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. Well, he they don't really reunite him. They're doing a news story at the end they're showing a news story about no no uh, oh, i mean oh. in glass they reunite them yeah uh, yes yeah they yes. tease it with a shot of bruce willis watching the news yeah <laughs> at a diner and for some reason they're like yeah this guy's a beast kind of like that guy used to derail trains 15 years ago and people are like what and then bruce willis is like his name was mr glass <laughs> But yeah, the, all uh, three of them are in a mental institution. This whole movie, basically. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, did, was Bruce Willis in the mental institution before? No, he gets kidnapped. It's, it, it all happens. Oh, it's, it's, it's ki- all they, they're, it's they're all being plot, kidnapped. Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. and and Sarah, um, uh, what's her name? Like he's Mr. Sarah Paulson is yeah, Mr. like an evil Mr. psychiatrist. Unbreakable at this movie catches Mister Split. Um. <laughs> Kidnapping mm-hmm. more girls and is fighting him, and then some and then the, cops come and send them both to a mental institution where Mr. Glass also Alre- is. where he's already there. And Mr. Glass has engineered, and he has engineered this whole thing. No, so that he has event- not. Oh, he has not. No, but, but is there, there so- a secret? A secret. <laughs> I'm worried about spoiling this one, but whatever. A secret you can spoil group, glass. A secret group run by Sarah Paulson, whose job uh-huh. it is to uh, make sure that the world doesn't know superheroes exist. Right. Kidnaps them, and Mister Glass eventually uses his pa- his powers of being smart to uh, reveal to the world that superheroes exist through a viral video. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> No notes. Uh, this is the um, New York Knicks. I mean, sorry, this is the Los Angeles Lakers. It's just a bunch of old fucking assholes. Yeah. And, and one, like, like, young guy. <laughs> and uh, it's overcomplicated just the way LeBron fucking wants. And it's just like, it doesn't really make any sense. And, and it's, and it's Paulson, wildly successful anyway. And Sarah Paulson, who, don't get me wrong, is great is sort of the in a if you're casting her in a movie she's sort of uh the Frank Vogel equivalent where it's like oh, you don't couldn't think get Laura Linney no no where it's like oh, you try oh, to hire a bunch of famous ladies and they all say no and then you get to mm. Sarah Paulson it's, that's how Frank Vogel ended up the coach of the Lakers too you know uh-huh. what i mean <laughs> well and like Anya Taylor-Joy is like almost like Carmelo Anthony mm. like no one's no, going to remember THT, me for dude. this one. What's that? <laughs> she's THT, dude. <laughs> oh, she's THT. Oh, she's the young one. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I definitely could see uh, Russell Westbrook as a James McAvoy type. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Well, I I was thinking ADs. Uh, Anthony James Davis McAvoy. is Mr. Glass. Is, uh, see, Wait, I was thinking that? Anthony Davis is your McAvoy because he's like 15 years younger. No, than... he's Mr. Glass. <laughs> You've seen him when he like stubs his toe and has to get stretchered off. He's Mr. Glass. And of course, Clutch Sports is the uh, shady group trying to prove yeah, to the world exactly. that superheroes don't exist. <laughs> and, and and then LeBron's like, "We just got to make this Taco Tuesday." <laughs> and then they're like, "Video go viral." Sheesh! <laughs> superheroes exist. Sheesh. He's like, "Hey, Obama, you got to come in here and convince everyone else to tell that uh, we shouldn't be telling people that superheroes exist." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and finally, old Sean. Our friend Katie thinks it's the Chicago Bulls. Do you agree that the Chicago Bulls are the basketball team that makes you old? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, even even It's hard to disagree with Katie on anything. Look, even the young guys, like, Lonzo Ball is, like, automatically, people are are already talking about him like he's a veteran, where they're like, well, you could, you know, control the ball, occasionally take a shot. You're like, it's like people are talking about Ron Harper on the 96 Bulls when they're talking about... Lonzo Ball's fit, and Alex Caruso is balding prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm pretty sure that um, the twist—I I have not—I don't know anything about old. I'm pretty sure it's a—it's a secret government experiment on that beach because what else <laughs> would it be for M Night? So I could see this being like a secret NBA experiment to just be like, all right, what if we took away all the spacing? Mm-hmm. What would happen? To an offense. <laughs> Would it age and die? I said this when it came out, but look, as you can tell, I've seen most of the M9 Shyamalan movies. I did not want to see this one see this one because it seemed like it was for perverts who wanted to hear adults say mommy thirty-five times. Oh yeah, or just like this twelve year old's pregnant. And then that <laughs> that food network guy's like, that's why we got a lower age of consent laws, you whores. <laughs> <laughs> um all right i think i think that's our episode right yeah that sean, was thank you so much john l for the question yeah thanks john l sean plug your album recording again it, it's wednesday september 29th at the san francisco punchline at eight o'clock gonna be featuring uh my good friend ben kalina uh one guest who's really great that i can't name and then uh someone uh one more surprise guest oh two two non-namers huh yeah that usually means famous people guys um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to promise anything, but I'm also not going to not going to deny anything. And yeah, if you have if you have a, an album name, you can tweet at me at uh, Sean Keen on Twitter. Give mm-hmm. me some suggestions. I'm uh, not going to do my Phil Jackson joke, though. It didn't even work 15 years ago. Um, what about the jokes that make you old? All right. Um, <laughs> Sean. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on September 5th, I tweeted Frankie Muniz with three question marks. <laughs> um, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, sh- oh, wait, Sean, did you write a song? I did. It's, um, so in my quest, I realized that I wasn't, um, fulfilling the spirit of the Sufjan Stevens project, uh, songs about every city because I did a Kevin Love one for Cleveland and I've, we've done Kevin Love songs before. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is my replacement for the, uh, 30 NBA cities album. Um, it's going to be called, um, fantastic. 
that's what the album's going to be called. Um, the this this one, uh, and it's a song about departed Cleveland Cavaliers point guard, and it's called uh, Super Frantic Caffeine Addict Matthew Delavadova. See, Sean, I think you should name the album Sixty Nine Kevin Love Songs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trust the process a, trust the process <laughs> and uh shut it down let's all uh 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 get m night Shyamalan on our show i want to talk to him about basketball <laughs> it's super frantic caffeine addict matthew delvadova thank the guy saint mary's coach for getting him to come over we think he was teammates once with ursan Ilyasova. super frantic caffeine addict matthew delvadova i'm ding 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 i'm vegemite i'm ding ding i'm vegemite i'm ding ding i'm vegemite i'm ding ding i'm vegemite because skyrie had tweaked his knee when it was just game one coach but let the white guy play thought it would be fun but then Seth saw two of 15 from out behind the line And Deli chugged five coffee mugs to keep him off the pine Super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova Thank the guy St. Mary's coach for getting him to come over We think he was teammates once with Ursan Ilyasova Super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova I'm digga digga I'm Vegemite 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 They sent him to the hospital and put him on IVs And soon Delhi was back to diving at opponent's knees But then he got a four-year contract offer from the Bucks Caps could have matched but LeBron passed He thought that Delhi sucks Super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova we think I said Mary's coach for getting him to come over. We think he was teammates once with Ursan Ilyasova. Super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova. I'm digga digga, I'm Vegemite, I'm digga digga, I'm Vegemite. You can say it backwards, or Salvador Yathu Dicta Incop Ticknut Pursue, which is going a bit too far, you might say. So when Melbourne United wants a veteran at point guard, just offer up a deal to the Australian Luke Kennard. But keep him away from Bogut, or he could get radicalized. For example, yes, one writer talked to him about Jordan Peterson and now substacks his life. Oh, and the National Review loves it too. He's super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova. Think the guy St. Mary's coach for telling him to come over. We think he was teammates once with Ersan Ilyasova. Super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova. Super frantic caffeine addict Matthew Delvadova. 